Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm your host, Katie Chesney, and you're listening to Management Decisions, a show where we bring in high-level executives from a wide collection of businesses to discuss what goes on at the top of the food chain. And today we are talking about hiring for culture fit. And joining us to talk about this topic is Jennifer Scott, and she is a talent acquisition strategist. So Jennifer, now before we dive into this topic of hiring for culture fit, can we talk about why this is becoming a larger concern for employers? Absolutely, Katie. Um, And first, thank you for having me today. This is kind of exciting. Well, thank you. I really think that culture really is not new. Mm -hmm. It's not a new concern. I think it's getting a lot more press. I think it's getting a lot of play because of companies like Zappos and Southwest Airlines and because of the publicity that the top companies to work for get through social media. But I don't think the topic of hiring for fit is new. Maybe calling it culture fit is new, but I think the most successful companies have always been concerned with hiring the people who really fit into their culture, whether they call it their company values or their company personality. That importance of that fit has always been there. Mm -hmm. Now, could you give us um, kind of your definition of what cultural fit is or does this really vary widely throughout, you know, industry and employer and things like that? I think people are going to define culture differently. Um, Again, whether it's values or personality Mm -hmm. or, you know, the way things are done around here, I I think that how companies define culture, how people define culture is always going to vary a little bit. What definitely varies is what your culture is. Right. Right. Now, you mentioned something that kind of stuck out to me as, you know, some people might define it as the way things are around here. Can that be really detrimental to hiring for cultural fit? Because that just kind of sounds like you're not really sure what your specific culture is. So that's it's an interesting perspective. I think culture in general mm-hmm. as a word is sort of the way things are. So the Texas culture is going to be different from the New York culture because things are done differently. People act differently. And so Mm -hmm. that sort of the way things are around here is more of a general definition. Okay. I don't think that a company can define their specific culture as the way things are done around here. I think you need to dig in granularly to your perceived culture. Okay. The actual culture, and then maybe even perhaps an aspirational or desired culture. And sometimes there are some pretty big gaps in between those three things. So you mentioned a perceived culture and then an actual culture and then kind of what you want it to be. So what is the difference between your perceived culture and your actual culture? And how can you kind of get that those two things to kind of meet in the middle to become a reality? That's a, you know, if I had the answer to that question, I might be a multimillionaire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the perceived culture is perhaps on a different level, like a CEO may perceive his or her culture to be one way. Right. And the line employees and the, the actual, um, you know, rank and file, if you will, might actually perceive a different culture. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in the middle is probably the truth. So when we go to work with our clients, we'll often do a survey and focus groups and actually determine the maybe top five words of what a company's perceived culture is according to the CEO. We might do it at another level, what the perceived culture is according to the executive, the, the leadership team. 
and a third according to the employees at lower levels, Mm -hmm. and then sort of put together a conglomerate of what the company culture really is and what the company's values really are. And then we can look at the difference between that, what we come up with, and what the CEO really wants the culture to be. Mm-hmm. I don't get involved so much in transforming culture, but I work with some people who are really good at that. All right. That's very interesting. And I think that provides a good basis for specifically looking at hiring for culture fit. So now, how and when should an employer really determine if a candidate is a good cultural fit for their organization? Is it something that you really need to have FaceTime with that candidate to determine? Or can you kind of just look at it based on like the resume or should you look at everything? I think you need to look at everything and you're never going to determine culture fit from a resume. Okay. So I, I think that this question actually is a very interesting one because I think candidates also need to take ownership of determining whether or not they think they're a good culture fit. Mm -hmm. And employers need to do a better job in general of actively publicizing what their culture is. And you can do that on your career page. You can do that in your job ads. You can do that on your Facebook page. You can do that all over, especially with social, to really advertise out loud what your company culture is and let candidates determine whether or not they think they're a fit. And then you absolutely, during the entire selection process, not just in the interview, but the entire selection Mm -hmm. process from how you interact with them, what kind of communication is going on, interviews, assessments, if you choose to use them, and look at the culture fit throughout the entire process. All right. Now, I read an article that you wrote, and it kind of detailed your favorite interview questions to ask to kind of determine culture fit. And one of them was, tell me about the very first thing you did that you ever got paid for or your very first job. And I've personally been asked this question before, and I just never knew as a candidate what they were looking for with that question. So um, could you kind of tell us what kind of information this gives the employer about the candidate? I'm a believer that values are instilled, personal values are instilled at a very young age. I think Small children develop values based on their parents' values. I think that how we operate in the world at a very young age, and those values are intrinsic and not necessarily something that can be changed over time. Mm -hmm. So when I ask that question, I'm looking really for what you learned finding your way in the world. Did you learn responsibility? Did you learn to be reliable? Did you learn that people really need to depend on you? Mm -hmm. Did you learn that you were super competitive? Did you learn, you know, that you were really pragmatic and practical? And you may not know that, but I can help. I can figure that out in some ways by how you answer the questions. Mm -hmm. So for example, if your first job was a paper route, And what you learned was that you had to throw harder to get your paper to the front door. I'm going to recognize that you're probably more of a tactical person Mm -hmm. and and maybe also um, someone who really thinks through problem solving. Right. Because you identified a problem and you figured out a solution. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a stretch and I might have to ask that question about your next job and then your next job, and then maybe even how high school and college and what you learned in your education process helped shape your values. You're not always going to get a definitive answer from your very first job. Mm -hmm. Now, are there any kind of like red flags with this question as far as, you know, what the candidate tells you if it's something that you should kind of, you know, steer away from? Or does that really kind of vary depending on what you're looking for? I, I just don't think, I mean, unless someone comes out and tells you, you know, oh, I learned if I 
stole mail out of the mailbox, you know, <laughs> or something. It's like, generally speaking, yeah. there aren't really red flags. Um, right. You know, I learned if I was violent, I got my way. You know, that might be a red flag. That, that could be very well a red flag. <laughs> Now, um, the second question that you brought up was, um, I'm going to give you a list of five things. And while they're all important, tell me one thing that is most important to you in making your next career move. And then you listed money, recognition, stability, challenge, or environment. So why are you asking that question and what do you get out of it as the employer? So I'm really looking for what motivates someone. Mm -hmm. And while there is no wrong answer, it can be very telling. So as an example, and there are two ways that this is important, an important question for me. If you tell me that challenge is super important to you and that's what motivates you, Mm -hmm. but your career history shows me that you've had the same job for 12 years doing exactly the same thing. Right. Not a great progression in those 12 years, even if you were in the same company, Mm -hmm. but doing the same job for 12 years, then you answering challenge doesn't really jive. Doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to explore that further. The other thing to that is if someone says, you know, money really motivates me or recognition really motivates me, I want to explore that further as well because if I know, for example, that we're not a recognition culture and the supervisor that you're going to be working with is really not good at saying thank you and the company doesn't do a great job at recognizing production, Mm -hmm. you're probably not going to be super happy here. Right. And those are good things to note. And it comes back to, as a candidate, it's important as well to determine if it's a good fit for you. Do you think that you could change out, I mean, were the five things that you listed just examples for, you know, the purposes of your article? Or, you know, are there any other words that you could kind of throw out there to kind of see what the candidate says? I think you can ask the question an additional question another way, you Mm -hmm. know, ask a different question with different words. I really think these five words are important. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily recommend changing up these words because this is how I determine for me what my next follow-up question is going to be. And that follow-up question may include different words. Um, And those words could be, you know, getting along with your friends, you know, getting along with your teammates or working in groups. I mean, you can ask this question any way you want, but these five words to me are very telling. Okay. And then the third and final question that you had asked was, describe your ideal company culture. What five characteristics does it have? So what kind of characteristics are you looking for? And kind of, does that just kind of say, you know, these are some of our characteristics that we have as an organization? So yes, they'd fit. Or if they just say some things that are totally not even related to what your company and organization values, is is that kind of like a red flag that that might not be a good fit? Not necessarily, but it can be. So again, this goes back to when we work with clients, we examine those five words, Mm -hmm. right? So it goes back to that survey that I talked about earlier. And if someone comes up with words that are not even close to the words that we've used to describe ourselves, then perhaps we really need to explore that further. Mm -hmm. I don't think that any of these questions or any interview question at all, for that matter, would be a reason not to hire someone. I think they're always a reason to explore further. I'm not necessarily looking for any one word or any five words specifically. I really want to know what's important to the candidate who's sitting in front of me. It is important to know what's important to that candidate because they often have more to offer um, within their skills, which is kind of bringing me to my next question. How do you kind of factor in the candidate's ability to do the actual job 
with the culture fit because you can get some you can have some very skilled individuals but they just might not be the perfect culture fit so how do you kind of look at that it depends on the job frankly mm-hmm. i think that many 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 skills can be trained for and if this if you're hiring for a position that you can absolutely train someone in and and teach them how to do the job the way you want them to do the job then personality and culture fit is going to be 80% of your your solution. Mm-hmm. You need to hire someone who fits and then you can teach them the rest. That being said, if you need a machinist or a surgeon or mm-hmm. a rocket scientist, right. then you absolutely need to hire for skill. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that you can ever ignore culture. I give an example a lot on, um, you know, you're hiring a heart surgeon. And so certainly skill is your critical factor. But if everyone else in the emergency room can't stand working with that surgeon, you're going to have a problem and that surgeon is not going to be successful regardless. Mm -hmm. People need to operate together. They don't operate in a vacuum and you can never really ignore culture fit. Although, like I said, in some positions, skill is certainly going to outweigh that. Right. And I think that's a really good example because that's a very serious thing. You want a heart surgeon with a really great team to back him up. So that kind of just demonstrates how skills and culture can fit and work together. But unfortunately, we are running out of time. But before we wrap things up today, I'd like to give you the floor for these last 30 seconds to a minute or so to share any final pieces of advice or tips that you'd like to kind of impart on our audience today. I think not operating in a vacuum is is important. I mentioned earlier, you know, the interview is only one part of the selection process, Mm -hmm. and there are lots and lots of things that can be taken into account when you're determining the right fit for your company, the right candidates for your role. You need to understand all of the success factors, not just culture fit, that will help this person be successful once they start a job with you. And interviews don't function in a vacuum either. So looking at all of your possible selection methodology, I think, is really important. And I think the most important tip that I can offer, and this is true for the interviewer as well as the interviewee, mm-hmm. is there is an absolute need to be genuine. Okay. Trying to figure out what you think you want the other person to hear is a sure-fired way to miss hire. You need to be genuine. You don't want your candidates to find out who you really are once they get there and find out that it's not at all what you sold them. Mm-hmm. And likewise, for the job seekers, you don't want to sell yourself as something you're not because they're just going to find out when you get there. People, we spend way too much time at work to not be happy in those roles. I think that is very well put, and that will wrap us up for today on Management Decisions. So thank you for joining us and sharing your expert advice, Jennifer. We do appreciate it. Thank you, Katie. I had fun. Thank you. And now to find more employment-related shows, head over to aljanradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, send me an email at aljanradio at localjobnetwork.com or send me a tweet at the LJN. And once again, I'm your host, Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I'll see you next time.